0: You're listening to the Evolve Life Podcast. The Evolve Life Podcast are conversations for awakening, a taste of what's possible when we choose to live life at 100%. If you're hungry for personal, powerful change, whether you're an entrepreneur, a health enthusiast, or just looking to level up your life, you've come to the right place. Get ready to start enjoying the unfolding of life to its fullest, to expand from each moment to usher in the experience of heaven on earth. In this podcast, we share deep chats with powerful people whose views will challenge your perspective and bring life and inspiration to your day. Welcome to the Evolved Life Podcast. What would life be like if you had the courage to overcome anything? In the deepest of the darkness, one can find the greatest light. Looking at one's shadows and creating an awareness brings about that such light. Arguably, everyone who's lived has endured some sort of trauma, some challenges, or adversity. Some may cave under that pressure and live a life pointing fingers, blaming challenges for the reason they've been stuck into their failures. Steve, on the other hand, endured trauma beyond anything I've ever heard before. It has somehow turned that experience into a platform to aid anyone in moving forward from feeling broken and abused to feeling whole and empowered. Steve is literally changing one of the largest, most powerful organizations in the world, the church, by giving them tools to prevent a new way to interact with previous victims of sexual abuse. Steve also helps individuals have massive breakthroughs in every area of their life as a Beyond Intention certified life and mindset coach. He's also an international radio podcast celebrity and law of attraction practitioner. He went from completely broke to now living in his heaven on earth in opulence in the way that he's desired to bring it in. And he's done this by living his authentic truth. This guy quite literally molds his reality around his desires and creates his own space using the law of attraction and mindset shifts that quite literally change people's lives. In this episode, we'll be talking about his trauma, how he's overcome it, how he's impacting the world, and a few of these practices that will allow you as well to experience heaven on earth. Without further ado, here comes Steve Rowell.
1: What I wanted to get out of today, ideally, was to talk about how we can mold our reality around, around well, in effect, around our intentions. Mm-hmm. And get that out in a way that's conducive for other people to understand and then take from that what they need to, to move forward with me and you, if that
0: makes mm-hmm. sense. If yeah. Makes- uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and what kept coming to my mind is, you know, I'm, I'm really big on this heaven on earth thing that yeah, people yeah. seem to be like, what does that actually even mean? And um, that really fits into it. Cause it's just another plane of, of, of kind of looking at it, your companies do life on purpose. Yeah. And that, that purpose for me is to experience my heaven and earth. And I believe that's true for everyone. So how, how is it that we can aid people in, in realizing that that's a real thing, a real possibility and doing life on purpose with that intention, creating the declarations around it and really defining what it looks like is a, a big component of that. So we get present. Yes. And, and, and just so you know, before we get into that space, um, well, let's hope all present. Maybe take a, a moment here and take a few breaths. Perfect. So Steve, you've created this beautiful methodology, do life on purpose. And what's really cool is I've been watching your stuff for a really long time. And it's very, very clear that you live by this. You, you actually walk your talk and watching some of the things that you've been doing, surrounding yourself with opulence, having an amazing relationship with your wife, being in beautiful places and then still being so grounded to like the real world type of things that everybody is going through. Everybody seems to experience or most everybody seems to experience. Like you're very, very human on one level and then there's a whole nother level that's like, wow, this guy has just got something that's just magic. <laughs> yes. So I'm really, really excited to have you on here. And, and maybe you could, you could share a little bit about before you started doing life on purpose. Was there a time before and that, that other things were happening or were you always like this great? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think a lot of people, the majority of people,
1: I mean, society, parental influences, various other things, sort of your belief systems that you have from being a child, in my, in my opinion, are all given to you. They're not necessarily your own.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm assuming you know a little bit about my story already. Um, Yes. Yeah. assume nobody else does, though. So feel free to dive in any place and wherever it feels good for you to bring up to the surface. Um, My parents
1: were very, very strict in a way um and as a child i didn't feel as loved maybe as i'd wanted to which didn't give me which made me sort of needy but also not have very much confidence in me as an individual mm-hmm. uh, and that led to me creating and this this is something that people find really difficult to understand Because of what I know now and how I live my life now, and what I understand about the creation of of our quantum field, whatever you want to call it, our reality, is the fact that when I've done the work on myself, I always close my eyes because I I have to think about it, but when I've done the work on myself and I've gone back to my childhood, and looked at the things that happened to me. So when I was age 11 through to age 16, um, I was sexually and physically abused by by a priest from the uh, the Church of England for that was over, well, over 350 times I was abused. And looking back at that now, I can talk about that. It doesn't affect me emotionally anymore. I can talk about that freely with people.
0: Can you hear me? There you are. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. I lost you as well. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I got to that the 350 times sexually abused yeah. over five years, which is maybe maybe there was a little pause there, just like just to take that in in the silence and realize, whoa, whoa, like that's that that can really impact someone. It did. Uh, yeah, and, and, and here you are, like fully functioning individual, so um, maybe maybe reiterate what whatever it is maybe that we missed and um,
1: yeah. so <laughs> as, as so from my early teen teenage years so from 17 onwards, um, I went off to university. okay, brilliant I, I got m- multiple jobs that were quite Alright, okay. yeah, I lost you again for the majority of my life from 17. Right through to being maybe 34 years old, uh, I was I was living in a, a place of of fear of anxiety um, because as, as a child I was I had to I had to live a certain way so I had to lie to protect my parents from what was happening to protect me because if I told them. I've been told that other things would happen that wouldn't be very nice. So um, I was protecting me. I was protecting my parents. But also, I was living in a state of constant fight-and-flight mode as a child. So my, my uh, chemical makeup of my body was cortisol, all, all these nasty hormones that, that are released in, in a fear state. So I, I just lived in that for the majority, well, all of my childhood, really, wondering when the next bad thing was going to happen. Um, and that's, that's the state I got used to being in. And, and that carried on right up until I was around about 34 years old. So I had a pretty decent life, really, considering I was in that state. Um, and then when I did the work on myself, when I got to, to 34, I decided that I'd had enough of, of living in that way. Um, so I reached out and decided, well, I met my wife at that point in time, my current wife, and um, she'd been through some trauma as well in her life. And it was, we, we sat with each other one evening and we just talked and just opened, opened our hearts up to each other about everything. And something something amazing happened that evening where... I've just gone. My whole body's just tingling now because I'm thinking about this 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 situation. But we we both looked at each other, and I thought I was I didn't have any confidence. I thought I was a failure. All these thoughts that I had about myself, which were actually not real, and I just manufactured them from previous events because of what happened. And she was very similar. When we looked at each other, we saw a completely different different person. So she saw this strong individual that had a, a management role in a, in a pharmaceutical company that was earning a, a decent living and looking after his children in, in the best way that he could at that point in time. No, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have anywhere to live at that point in time. I just, I just left my ex-wife, so I was homeless at, the, at that point in time. In fact, I didn't have a job when I met her. I, I got the job afterwards. Um, and when someone else sees something that you don't see in yourself, you have some, I had a, I had a thought of an awakening to the fact that hang on, there's, there's a disconnect here. My, my subconscious mind and my conscious mind now, I'm looking at it logically in, in, two, in two very different places. So I needed to do work to get those those, my conscious mind and my subconscious mind in alignment so I did that by, well, I went for counselling initially, um, but then I started reading self-help books, I started reading, well, I read The Secret, I read um, It Is Done By Richard Dots, Message of a Master by Dom, John uh, McDonald, amongst others, some of Dr Joe Spencer's stuff, which all made perfect sense about, it made sense of how I'd lived my life up to that point because I just got that used to being in that state of being that it become normal. So I was just running on these, these subconscious cycles over and over and over again. But now I had the choice. I could change those. I had a choice to change. And that's what this stuff's all about. It's about choice. Once you realize, and once your subconscious mind, which is the important part, realizes that it's actually got a choice to feel like that or not feel like that or feel a different way, which is a better way, that opens up. The, the barriers are just gone. There's no barriers in what you can achieve and do anymore. So I get emotional when I talk about it because it, this is the point where my life just took a different different angle. And from, what, five years ago to where I am now, I've gone from poverty to abundance and I can create whatever I want when I want just because I believe that I can. That's all it's about is belief. And and being in that space of living presently rather than worrying about what might happen or what has happened. So and now I'm at a point where yes, I still work uh, well, i've got i work with a charity and um, well i've been in the process of becoming a trustee for a charity called survivors trust which helps obviously survivors of of sexual abuse um uh, did you see the uh, newspaper article yes yes yeah. so that was that was one of the things i've been working on recently um that's taken me probably about six to twelve months from start to finish to actually got the Archbishop of Canterbury who's the basically the Pope in the UK um, I had I managed to get a meeting with his chief advisor on on safeguarding within the Church of England and um, I'm getting them to change the way the way that they deal with historical abuse cases to be more proactive and go out there and ask people to come forward for the help that they need rather than just being reactive to people coming forward, which is what I had to do. But at that point, when I was 34, I decided that I wanted closure and I wanted justice for what happened to me when I was a child. And I made a choice at that point not to give up until I got what I needed as an individual. And once I'd done that, if I can do it for something so so horrific, now what's stopping me doing it with everything else in my life? That was the that was the point that where everything changed.
0: Yeah, that's it's amazing, and thank you for sharing all of that. And, and a couple of things that kept coming back around in full circle in my in my mind as you're telling me this is is this power of belief and and be able to look at my beliefs separate from my identity and be able to like actually observe them and say is this a disempowering thing. Or is this an empowering belief that I have? And then from that place being able to really shift and move that. So what was it that like made that aha moment or like allowed you to shift and change, start changing your beliefs? Was there a certain methodology? Did you do like gnosis? Did you do binaural beats? Did you do belief hacking? Was it affirmations? What what was it specifically that really empower you to start to identify them. And then once identifying them, be like, Oh, that is why I keep doing this belief yeah. here is why I keep doing this thing over here and creating this reality for myself. <laughs> it's awesome. It.
1: The, the, the way that I've, I've done that, and I, and I still do that now because we're always growing. You, you never, I'm never going to stop moving forward because I still keep coming up with. It, it happened today. In fact, I'll talk to you about that one in a second. Um, but, yeah, I, I use micro-shifting. You're Dan he Dan's actually my coach. And okay. I work quite closely with him. Um, so, for me, it's, it's the micro-shifting of the belief system in a, in a nice, steady, manageable way. So, rather than trying to – let's give an example – trying to manifest – I manifested an Audi R. And I did that live on Facebook for everybody to see so for example that one I didn't just suddenly decide right I'm going to manifest an LBRA no that that wasn't that wasn't how I did it I've done it over a period of time where I started off with a really old car that I believed that I could manifest so it was the wife's old Vauxhall Astra which we had I don't know a year and a half yeah a year and a half ago so it's from the Vauxhall Astra then moving up to a Subaru Impreza then moving up to a Mercedes-Benz GLC. And I've done it gradually over a period of maybe 18 months, gradually micro-shifting up to greater and greater value things so that my mind can, right, okay, will it work with this one? So your subconscious mind is going, right, okay, it's worked with this one. And then when it works, I'll celebrate the hell out of it and give give my, my body and my mind all the good chemicals, so dopamine, serotonin, get those all flowing in there, so that anchors in the fact that this is a good thing that I've done. So my subconscious latches onto that and wants more of it. So then I'll keep going. And eventually that becomes habitual. So at the point I'm at now, if I want to create something in my reality, all I need to do is focus on it. And my subconscious mind will go, yes, we'll have more of that. Because I know if I do that and I believe in that, I'm going to get more of this serotonin, more of this dopamine. It's basically, I've become addicted to manifesting more and more and more. Does that make sense?
0: Uh, absolutely. And I, I'm a firm believer. It's like an, in, for me, it's an infinite expansion. Ooh. So no matter where I am in this moment in time, I can have the gratitude and appreciation for that. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, okay so now how do i be a larger expression of life so that may come with a material thing it may come with a spiritual thing it may come in my relationships it may come in my finances it can come in any area of my life it may come in my health and i I really like that it's like almost like a, a staircase model versus um a quantum leap like i'm a big fan of just like going huge and then seeing what <laughs> happened. And sometimes yeah. like I fall flat yeah. on my face. Yeah. Fortunately, I've got the the belief system that yeah. allows me to, to have, continue to have the, the tenacity and perseverance regardless. Yeah. And that yeah. came from a winning formula that I created for myself. Cause I had similar to your story. Like I was, I grew up with a very interesting belief system. It was always work hard for everything. You know, your women don't show your emotions men, you don't even have emotions, don't even think to use it, which is like the power that actually propels from the the spiritual to the physical is that emotion, (laughs) it's energy and emotion. So it it was very much where I felt unloved and I always had to prove myself. And um, even had some some sexual trauma, sexual abuse when I was was little, not nearly to the point that you did, Um, it wasn't repeating over and over again. And, um, I had a, a different frame around it. However, I still had this belief that something bad was going to happen consistently. Even when I was racing motorcycles, like some, for some reason, my motorcycle would always blow up or something would break and I would finish the big race and, yeah. uh, for, uh, for a long time. And it was a matter of my belief systems. I just kept creating this, this reality over and over again for myself. And that same thing that was lacking in that area was oh, I need to now create something big in order to be loved. And that actually propelled me to success in some areas, but I completely had this huge gap and wasn't even aware that I I didn't even have the capacity to love myself because I I, I didn't think I was ever loved as a child. Even though now looking back at it from a a new perspective, I could see that that I was in many ways, just but at the time it felt like competing constantly for the, the attention or the recognition.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because it's very similar to to the way that I've worked because when I met my existing wife now, Gemma, that changed my whole world. But saying that, I was still very materialistic. So I can create material things, not a problem, but they don't make me feel whole. The Audi R.A., that's gone now. I've got rid of it because I got bored with it in three weeks. I do the
0: same thing. I had an R8 do the same thing. (laughs) At the end of the
1: day, it is only a car. It's only metal, rubber, tires. It's it's only the same as another car. It's it's just faster. (laughs) uh, These things don't make you happy, and you're absolutely right. Because, and I had a massive awakening when I put this article out in 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 the national press. Because if the, on, on the um, photographs, there's a photograph of me when I was, um, I think, 10 years old, which was before the abuse started happening. And then there's one that I'm holding in the picture, which is um, when I'm 12 or 13, I can't remember. And that's when the abuse is happening. If I look at those two different faces, I hadn't looked at these photographs probably since I was that age, since I was 11, 12, 13, when they were taken. And... I got them out of the box for the newspapers to take photos of them. And I looked at the two different pictures. And the, and the one that was 13 years old and being abused. So that was that, that little boy. I just thought it was a little boy, but actually it's me. It's me when I was 13. And I could see the pain in his eyes. I could see flared nostrils. I could see it was a forced smile and he was just angry. It was just really, really angry. Um, and then I looked at the one before the abuse was happening and the, oh, the shine in his eyes and the smile was real. And I'd forgotten, this is, I'd forgotten that little boy ever existed. And I'd had this awakening just now when I've done that, that, that um, this is why I say you never stop growing, you never stop growing. Once you become authentic, once you share your story the and real, the real you, you find out so many things about yourself that you didn't even know that you can use. I mean, now every time I, I, I still, we all still get negative emotions. We all still get things that come on. But now all I've got to do is focus on that picture of that little boy, that little me from back then that was happy, joyful, and innocent and nothing bad had ever happened to it. And I just can't, you can imagine where that takes me to now. It is an unbelievable place to be. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's amazing. Cause it's like the belief constructs may have come from authority figures in our lives as children. However, it's like, we came in already knowing yes. and then all these illusions get created. And like, for me, it was like, I got sleepiness. I forgot forgetfulness. So everything is just a remembrance. And, and in that moment of authenticity where you get to express yourself or where I get to express myself, it's like, it's like confession. I get yeah. to re- relieve myself of that sin or toxins that are within me. Mm-hmm. And one thing I thought was really interesting is, and and perfect divine alignment is, you got to do this with your, your new partner, Gemma, your new wife, but at the time, just uh, maybe not even, maybe it was just a conversation. I don't know where you were with the relationship, but you got to open up and be authentic and then found out, oh, she's a mirror. She's actually like like attracts like in vibration right? Polarity might be opposites. However, like attracts like in vibration. So anyone who's listening to this, I invite them to consider that whatever they've been through, whoever they are with right now and around, whether it's their partner or their best friend, they've probably been through very similar things. And by opening that door to the authenticity and sharing and being the common word now is being vulnerable, um, yeah. but exposing the vulnerabilities, which is vulnerable, vulnerable comes from the word wounded. So exposing those and being able to do that with, with just the the courage to just express it automatically starts to make that stuff dissipate, but it also opens a door for the other person to open up and heal. And I, I think one of the big reasons why you're in the business and that you're in now doing life on purpose was because. You know the power of this stuff and you've had the the ability to have that partner and be able to open up in that way and see the transformation within yourself and not everybody has that partner not everybody knows or they might have the partner but not be able to have the confidence and the courage to come forward and be like this is my shit this is my shit this is these are the lies that i tell myself and this is what happened this is what i made it mean so I, I think, is that right? Like, that's part of the reason why you're in this business is to hold and create that space for people to be able to, like, let me just dump this stuff out so that it can be reflected. Well, first of all, relieve it and then reflect it back to me so that I can work through this and and open and, and create a new way of being. Is that is that accurate? Absolutely.
1: I mean, the, the work that I do with, with my clients now is... I end up in, sometimes I'll be, I'll be on a call with a client. I'll end, I'll end up in tears. I'll be crying because the energy that, 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 that gets shared and, and the progression that people can have instantly just by, just by being authentic. The thing is, people have got to be ready to change. They've got to be ready and willing to accept who they are what's happened and the fact that right now they've only, they've only got the present moment and they can choose the power in this is they can choose what they do next and what they create in their lives from here, moving forward. It doesn't matter about any of that shit in the past. That's gone. It's, it's done. We don't need that anymore. We can, I mean, I, I'm working with survivors, other survivors of abuse, that once they realize and they open up to the fact that, yes, that happened, but it isn't me right now, because it's not happening right now. You might still get the feelings when you're remembering what happened as though it's happening right now, but I can give them the tools to express that in a way that's positive and pull. In fact, a lot of them end up pulling positive things from those bad experiences that they can use now in the present moment. And oh, I'm, it just fills me with emotion. The, the, the fact that they can grab all of their life with both hands and just run with it and, and make something amazing, it's its such a gift to be able to do that. It absolutely. Is. That Sorry, I about I'm crying again. <laughs> this is what I get yeah. like about. I'm so <laughs> passionate about about what these people can get out of it and what they can do and how powerful they are as individuals because of what happened to them and the stuff that they can pull from that to use now, which is what i did.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's, that's great. There's so much power in those, those tears. Like, I know for me, it was like, don't cry. You're a pussy. I used yeah. to get that, like, what's wrong with you? You got to, you better toughen up. You're going to have a tough time in this world. You've got to toughen up. I heard that so many times from so many places. And the tears, the way I've come to frame it now is those tears are actually just a physical release of that energy. So rather than ever feeling like I'm apologizing or there's something wrong or shameful about those tears coming out of my eyes, it's like, oh, this is so great because on the other side of these tears, It's that release of that dead energy that was stored in me that might've caused me to keep physical weight on, or just even just a a negative attitude because I've been storing that in my body and it comes out. It's like a cleansing process. When those tears come and I'm, I'm a rare crier. Like it's, it's usually like if I watch happy feet or something like that, I can cry on that, that joy (laughs) side. And I usually don't feel it on the 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 heavy side. So sometimes it's it's tough for me to relate to someone in that. But at the same time, it's like, I know what's going on and I, I have experienced that. But when I actually do and get to that place, it's like, boom, so much comes out of me. And then creativity starts to flow and like, oh, now I can actually be anyone I choose to be on this new level of awareness. It's like a, a, another awakening is, yeah, so, every so- time. I, I think that's, that's, that's a great gift that you have that you're able to access that because you're constantly letting go and surrendering. And in, in that letting go and the surrendering allows you to be more present, right? Because now you're in the now, you've released that old and now you're in that now and like, phew, and that energy and power that comes through it. I mean, I could see it in your eyes. It's just, it's okay. amazing. It's beautiful. You could just create. You just, you, once, once you've
1: got rid of all that that i don't even think it's negative energy it's just energy it's it's just there i don't think there's anything bad about it it's, it's something that's there that doesn't need to be anymore so you're releasing it and, and letting go of it so you can become something better and something more enriched and something that can just well oh, it's, it's 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 a beautiful thing but perfect example of it today because i still come up with things all the time and this article in the newspaper, obviously it went out into national press. And I was out I was out today, up, up near the coast, um, and I parked up in a, in a golf club car park. And I got out of the car, and, um, and somebody walks up to me and, said, and said, said to me, you were in the newspaper um, two Sundays ago. And I, I hadn't prepared for somebody noticing who I was, out, out in the real world, wandering around. Yeah. I hadn't even, yeah, it hadn't crossed my mind. I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't decided how I'd react to that and what I'd create around it. Um, and it, it knocked me into somewhere I didn't want to be. <laughs> um, it was just a shock. Um, it wasn't. They didn't mean anything bad by it. They, they weren't being aggressive or nasty. So I, I said, yeah, that's yeah, that was me, and that that happened. And then I walked over. And I sat back in the car. And I just broke down. I just broke down, um, and I, I think that was something that I, need, I needed to. I needed that to happen because that's opened up something else that I can now take experience from and dump and get rid of to then move forward. Because I'm wanting to go and speak on stage about, you know, what what happens and how people can overcome that and move forward with their lives using the the tools that I've used. And in order to do that, I've got to be able to speak to people like him about, about what happened. So I've created that in situation. And it's about then sitting with that, accepting that that's something I need to work on as an individual. And then celebrating the hell out of it once i've worked it out i haven't worked it out yet can you tell
0: <laughs> <laughs> well well i i i i think that's there, everything's layers and it's almost like a spiral so it's you're doing a spiral upwards and you like okay one now it's in in it's in i admitted it to the person close to me right and and they accepted me and then i put it into words And somebody read it and they accepted me. And now it's face to face and it's a stranger, somebody I have no idea who, I don't even know this person's name and they know so much about me and they know about my darkness. Boom, like that's another layer. And then all of a sudden now if I'm speaking on stage or doing Facebook lives and now I'm having hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people that see me in that moment, like that's another layer. And on the other side of each one of those layers, I imagine like that release actually builds that confidence and makes you realize that, that well, it's actually putting more light on what would be the darkness, so to speak. And putting that light on that darkness is, has gotta be a pretty empowering feeling. Is that right?
1: It is. That's the whole reason I'm doing this because I, the, the whole point is to expose this darkness across the whole world and fill it with light. So people can, so it's not it's not an issue anymore that's that's my mission is to, is to make the whole historical sexual abuse thing talk more talked about more understood easier for people to move on from so they can they can have this wonderful life that, that I've created for myself anybody can do this a lot of them just don't realize that that options there and by me talking about it and putting this out there you're right and Bringing it out into the light, then that's got to have an impact on these people. People are gonna gonna have to see it. It's got. To, I want to get it, get it out to so as many people across the globe as I can. That there is light that you can take from that darkness that that we've experienced. That's that's the end game. Um, yeah. So anybody that can help you do that, get in touch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's like it's like the 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 writing. It might be like creating a ripple effect. And yeah. then speaking it mm-hmm. and being able to do it in a big public forum and like your forum, you're creating a tsunami, like yeah, a, a whole right. wave. And, and it's, it's a release and, a, and it's a healing for every single person that it's brought into their awareness, mm-hmm. every single construct. So your reality is going to start to continue to expand with that light and just have this huge ripple effect out to, to the world. Where this is no longer an, an issue. And it's for your children's and your children's children and their children that this doesn't come up because what is usually found is somebody that does abuse someone. It's usually because they were abused as well. Like they learned it somewhere that this is the way to be. So now you're exposing this and it, it may mean that this is completely eradicated because of your words and your, your bravery and bringing this about. And everybody that's listening to this, if this is something that's happened to you, or even similar, it doesn't have to be sexual abuse. There's all kinds of different, um, darkness that we hold inside of us. Mm-hmm. And when that comes to light, it, it heals like the entire planet, which is really, really cool because it starts with me and then it starts to ripple out to every single person. So, um, if this is something that, that has happened with you, I definitely encourage you yeah, reach out to, to Steve here and if you can help get this message out, absolutely. Then everything will be in the show notes here. And, and um, let's, let's make sure that we get the awareness around this because it puts the light on it and it makes a big impact for anyone that has been affected on either side. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Definitely. I mean, I'm working with, um, I'm, well, the church of England have asked me to, um, uh, to work with their safeguarding officers. Mm hmm. So I'm actually going to be working with the institution that, well, it wasn't the institution, this is the thing you see. People blame the institution for what happened to them. Yes, they did have some responsibility because they didn't, they didn't, I don't know, look, look at things as closely as maybe they should have done. But they are trying to change that. and I want to be part of making that change so it's conducive with, survivor with helping the people who need it rather than the church just doing the things that they think are going to work because i've been through it i know what works so that's what i'm trying to do is work with them and then spread that out to other organizations as well that's that's my plan because it's not just religious organizations it's healthcare, it's childcare, it's it's right across the whole the whole spectrum um so yeah it's, it's it, this it's, it could be massive it could be massive so that's the plan um, yeah. it scares me in a way well scared's not the right word I've got some blocks still there on this which I'm working through but like you say with because I've got that from the past events that happened um, I don't know whether I should mention this yes I will mention it I used to I used to be abused by the priest in the office at the top of the church in the vestry, whilst the church was full with people waiting for a wedding. And then I'd have to come out of there and stand and conduct a wedding in front of 300 people immediately after those those events had happened. Now, that sounds awful, doesn't it? But looking back at that now, I don't focus on the negative things that happen. I don't focus on the pain because that's... Of no value to me, but what I do focus on is the fact that that little boy, 11 years old, could stand there in front of all those people and still function as a human being and do the job that he was being that, that he's been given to do in a confident and, and controlled manner. Now, I could pull that to my present day now, which means. I can go and stand in front of a big room of people and talk about this stuff by pulling that into my present moment now. Because if I could do that when I was 11 year old, after those events, immediately after those events, I can do that anywhere. This is, the, this is the power of this stuff. Once you start working on it and working on yourself and realizing the power that you can pull from those events, because there is power. There's power there to be had and used. It's not all negative.
0: I, I, absolutely. I mean, it's that, that ability to hold that composure in mm-hmm. that. And then there's even more beyond that. Cause what I found is it's like mining for gold. I use that analogy quite a bit. It's like, you don't find gold on the surface. You got to dig. And it's like sometimes it's, it's, it's not great territory. And diamonds are even, even more difficult to come across, right? Like those are created under extreme heat and pressure. You got the mm-hmm. extreme heat and pressure And and you came out on the other side of it. And now you're at the point where it's like, okay, the diamond's been exposed and there's still a couple of places that maybe the cut could be a little cleaned up or maybe just polished in this area or that. And you're, 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 you're actually taking and making your personal responsibility. You're taking ownership of that instead of pointing the finger and blaming this person or that person, like looking, okay, actually, Whatever happened, happened. The only person that can change my experience or reality and, and what I can give to the world is me at this point. And now, now I know that and that, that process and just the display of it. Like I said in the beginning, of this, you walk your talk, you own your stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just amazing to see. Cause with each one of those iterations, it's like, Oh, I, like, I'm, it's completely up to me. It's powering, yeah. empowering. Like, Uh, 100% responsible for everything comes into my awareness and speaking my truth, whatever it may be. And there was a time when I think you said earlier, you had to lie to your parents. And for me to lie to someone else means I have to lie to myself. And then I forget that I was lying to myself because I've repeated it so many times. And I create that that belief system that can hold me in that downward spiral. So there's one thing that kept coming up for me um, while you're talking about this and it was it was around how um like sharing this and and, and sharing it even the first time because there may be somebody listening that's never talked about this yeah. and and the first time out of my mouth or the first time i put it down on paper i know for me when things happen and I, it comes to my awareness in the beginning now it's pretty easy for me to be like that happened crazy stuff that thought went through my mind i didn't know that i had a, a like my mind even thought about like punching somebody in the face and then drawing them on the sidewalk. Um, but that thought <laughs> passed through it. Like, so apparently that lives in there somewhere. Um, yeah. So what is that about that to be true? But the first time and first practicing this, it's very scary to look at this darkness. Like you almost want to turn away and just do what the church did and just throw more dirt on top of the diamond and be yeah. like, this is not here. Okay. This didn't really happen. Right. <laughs> Let's just cover this up. So what, what was it that gave you, the, was there a process or something that gave you the courage to just say, like, I'm coming out with this stuff? Um, it's, it's,
1: been, it's been a long process. Are we talking here about what I've done recently? Are we talking about when I first approached
0: the church? I, I think maybe the first time you said it out loud. The first time, did you, maybe you wrote it down and be like, oh my gosh, this is what happened. It appeared in my mind and the, the, the impact of it. And then the first time like you were able to look at it as in a, maybe a shifting to that observer state instead of the judging state. Or maybe you were still in the judging state. Like That first time, when maybe the first conversation you had with Gemma, how did you have the courage to be able to tell her?
1: At that point in my life, I was, um, I was split up with my ex-wife. I didn't have a house. I was sleeping on my granddad's sofa. I was sleeping in his spare room. I didn't have anywhere to live. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a penny to my name. And I met Jenna at that point. And I, I was at a point where I couldn't go any lower than where I was. So I was at, if you like, I was at rock bottom. I couldn't. There was nowhere else for me to go apart from to not be here anymore. That that was the state I was. I thought about suicide a few times at that point, and something just 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 changed in me when I I, I, did, I met Gemma, and we were both like you said earlier. We were both one hundred percent mirror images of ourselves in a in an emotional and energetic way. Anyway obviously we didn't look the same because that would be weird but um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we, we were like images mirror, of each other and and to, to have that and to be able to the first conversation we had about all this we just both broke down in tears and just and we just started talking about everything and anything and it was just It was just such a relief, just such a relief to have somebody to not dump the stuff on, but to to get the stuff out, but realise that you weren't alone in feeling the way that you felt somebody else. Because a lot of people that go through anxiety, go through depression, go through all these things, it does feel like you're alone and it's only you that's feeling like that. But actually it's not. There are a lot of people that go through those things. Um, and when you find somebody else that you can you can connect with and open up to in such a way that you've never ever done before, it's the energy that comes from that is just is just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Because to you, something something opens up in your heart and you can can, i'm struggling to explain it but i will um it's it's as though your heart's open i'm trying to visualize how it felt your heart opens up and this new you rises out that suddenly understands your emotions, your thoughts, and your feelings in a whole different different way because you've got somebody else that can analyze your thoughts and say that actually they're not real. And those thoughts are actually manufactured by your mind. But what I'm seeing is something completely different. And when you've got that, you're like, hang on a minute, I can now do that. My thoughts aren't me. I thought my thoughts were me. And my thoughts created my bad emotions. But actually, I can decide what I think. Therefore, I can decide now what I feel. And that's when I decided then to to contact the Church of England and say, look, this happened. What are you gonna do about it? I'm not gonna give up until until I've got what I need, which is closure. And justice for what happened, and that's where it all started. At that very point, that day, all all this happened the same day. So I'd emailed the Church of England after this conversation immediately afterwards, and um, and Jenny shared her her stuff with her family that she'd never shared before on the same at the same time. So
0: yeah. yeah so it sounds, it sounds it sounds like, and and this is this is also kind of what what I do when when I work with people as well. It's like. Being able to use somebody else's mind as a scratch pad. Yeah. It's almost like I'm writing it down. And then that, then also that allows me to look at it as that scratch pad and, and having that person that's actually hears me throughout. And a lot of people don't have that individual in their life that will just like hear the whole entire, whatever it is that their person's going through. And then mm-hmm. your ability to look at it and be like, okay, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's nuts. And then her ability to reflect back to you. Oh my gosh, I see a totally different individual. And I think my experience, and I, I believe whatever is true for me is true for anyone else. Like I've definitely had thoughts of suicide. Like I've de- And I've definitely had my experiences where I thought I was at rock bottom. And then what ends up coming from that, the moment that I hit that bottom point, it's like, okay, so is that really the direction I want to go? Well, if that's the direction I'm going to go, then like first, first, what would I do? Who would I be first before that happens? And yeah. that what that gives me a, like a the energy to like do quantum leaps and make big moves like you did there. Like, oh, my gosh, I have this conversation. We have this whole connection. She reflects back to me that I'm actually this other person that I I know in my heart to be. But this yeah. mind is like messing with me because I keep playing a loop in it. And it's happening in the background. Now it's in the awareness. It's in front of me. I can cut off that loop, and I can connect with my true self. And now, from that place, boom! Now I can take the action. So
1: that's what it's, about. it's about it's about the the informed conscious action that you take taken from that awareness. You've got to take the action from a place where you're aware of what the hell's going on in inside of yourself. You can make decisions. I never ever make a decision running on programs anymore. I will always, before I make any decision in my in my life, whether it's what I'm gonna have for dinner or if I'm gonna spend a lot of money on, on something fancy or I'm gonna um, have an argument with the wife or whatever. It doesn't happen very often to be honest, but um, all those things, I will stop before I make a decision. Get myself present. Now I still have to do that. I still have to bring myself present because I still do go off, and I still do have the uh, the little stories in the mind. Mm-hmm. It get me at times, not as often. It gets less and less the more you practice this stuff. Um now Gemma's the opposite. She's she's in the present moment all of the time, the majority of the time anyway, which is why she's just awesome at manifesting things that just turn up and
0: blows me away at times but anyway <laughs> yeah, same, no, same thing with emily i think the, 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 the women have that access to the intuition yeah, inherently yeah. more so than men i think that feminine quality where we got the rationale and the overdeveloped mind. So, watch your women men they got some magic they got some magic but go yeah. ahead but yeah
1: so um I think i've lost much of thread now where was i yeah so bringing myself back into keeping never making decisions that where I'm not in the present moment. Because if I do that, nine times out of 10, I will be running on a program that I don't want to be running on. Because I'll be in either thinking about or worrying about what's going to happen in the future, or I'll mm. be project you know, I'll be back in the past. Um, which I, to be honest, I very rarely go into the past anymore. That's one that I don't, unless I'm wanting to pull something positive from it. So I've, I've cracked that one. It's, it's still the stories moving forward. That I still do struggle with at times. I think everybody does. Is that you can't you can't live in this modern world and um, and be one hundred percent present all of the time. It'd be nice if I could. Do you find that, or do you find that you can be present one hundred percent of the time?
0: Oh, I, de- I definitely am. I'm often looking to the future, and oh. and that's part of the reason why I made the move out of the the, the real solidified matrix of the civilization, (laughs) because I found that the more that I was in that, it was just disrupting my field of joy. And for me, like getting that present moment is, is part of the equation and then getting that present moment and then making sure I'm in a state of complete love, like not just the love, like, Oh, I love you. Or I love ice cream. Like the divine Mm -hmm. love that all is exactly as it's supposed to be. People use this terminology and they say, nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. And I like to think, It's actually all perfect. It's just my ability to see whether it is or not, and can I bring that into my awareness? And from that state, like where I like to make my choices, so getting present and then making sure that it's like I feel a vibration in my chest. And sometimes I can get to like that divine love state. Sometimes it's just like okay, I feel great about this. And the closer I get to that absolute joy, that absolute bliss, that absolute love, I find that my my choices are significantly. More empowering. So I want to say better or worse because then I'm getting to duality and start judging it, right? Yeah, there's no good or um, right. bad. It's just it just is. states. Um, and, and one of the things that that you mentioned earlier, I think, was how I don't think the emotions they're they're bad emotions. And and I, I'd like to just bounce on that for a moment for anyone that that keyed into that or feels like one emotion is good or bad. Every emotion has has a message with inside of this. And I've been making videos about this recently because it's been a very empowering distinction that I I got about a year ago and starting looking at like, okay, so what is depression? Like, okay, depressed, depressed, the word says to push down, depressed, down. Okay, in that pressed down state, what are the things that positive that can come out of that? Well, that's when diamonds are made under that pressure, right? So that might be the moment for me to just pause and really feel and allow the pressure to come in rather than that's not the time for me to go out and create and push through because then I'm ignoring it. I'm being ignorant. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. depression is that moment for me to like stop and just revisit what I'm doing, who am I being, and, and really look at what is going on. Or guilt or shame might be a reminder to forgive myself. Yeah. It's not bad for me to feel guilty. It's, oh, shit, you feel bad about that? Forgive yourself, man, and then forgive everybody else. So you're not judging them and making them feel guilty and blaming them. So the, I started looking at these emotions in a different distinction and it was like, oh, it just relieved me of this, this judgment around them. Yeah. Do you find yourself doing that as well? Absolutely,
1: because the, the, the emotions are there, like you said, they're there for a reason, aren't they? Just, they don't just turn up out of the blue. It's so Generally, it's a thought that has created the emotion. And the thought has either come from something that's happened that you're reacting to which has made you feel a certain way or it's something that you're pulling from your past so for example the shame one is a very good example for me so um, for the majority of my before I started speaking about this stuff and um, before I, I started on this, on this journey I didn't want anybody to know what happened to me because I was ashamed of it and I say that now, and I can't even feel that. I can't even feel what shame is. It's not. It's not there anymore. Which is, which is great because when I used to get that, I would then my initial reaction before I did this work was to then go and hide, hide away somewhere, um, not make myself known to anybody. I'd stay quiet. I, I wouldn't. I'd be the person that nobody would see. Oh, well, that was my aim to not be seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas now I'm completely opposite I'm quite happy to go out there and tell everybody everything about myself authentically and if, if I get I very rarely, this is the thing if you're coming from that place of love you're not coming from a place of shame anger, all these other things you're coming from that place of love what do you get back? you get love back love, Yeah. Every single well time. you
0: are it, so you create it in that matrix exactly. You can. It's, it's physically impossible
1: to get something negative from putting out positive. It just can't. It just can't happen. You'll get resistance when you're moving towards something that you want, but resistance is good because without the resistance, you don't, you're not going anywhere, are you?
0: Yeah, you're not. You're not growing. Like a seed has to sprout, it has to push through the soil, and then it has to grow around all the trees to get to the sunlight and that's all resistance and that and that's that's why like working with someone like you working with a coach working with somebody that's been through the the process and practices and walks the talk is so incredibly powerful because those moments of resistance it's really it it can be can be easy to pause and like run out of energy run out of steam and maybe feel like maybe i'm not even going the right direction like if i was a seed am i growing down or am I pushing through the soil? Do I know, how do I know this? And having someone like Steve on your team is a way to like make sure that you're growing towards the sun, to make sure you're bringing yourself to the light, and doesn't allow you to lie to yourself in any way, shape, or form, um, because you can you can actually express yourself, and there's going to be no judgment behind it.
1: That's the beauty of it, isn't it? The, the, I think judgment is the non-judgment side of it is key because. why would I ever judge anybody else? I don't judge anymore. I want to find out the real, the real authentic person inside of everybody that's there to blossom and bloom because we all are. We're all there to blossom and bloom and share our gifts with the world because everybody's got one. Everybody's got one, or more than one. (laughs) And um, to, to, to gain... The confidence to then then put that out into the world and not and not worry about what other people say, think, or feel, and still go and do that, and then just just see the response you get. It's such a lovely place to be. The response that you get from being an authentic version of yourself, it's blown me away. Absolutely, hundred percent, blown me away. I've never. Ever been so grateful for for sharing myself with the world than, than I am right now because it's the stuff that's the stuff that's happening in my life now is just it still it still fills me with wonder and awe because it's it's so different from where I started and I think that's the key and especially with coaching clients when I'm working with a client. Often they'll say, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. I don't feel like I'm, I'm moving forward. Um, and then I'll ask them to look back to where they were. Cause I'm a big, a big believer in journaling. So if you journal mm-hmm. every day, every, everything that happened, all the emotions, thoughts, feelings, whatever. If you journal it all, and then I get them, I get them to sit there and, and go back and look, look at where they started. And then it's just the, the look on the face when you do that is like, wow! I've created all these wonderful things. I've created this dream job. I've created this, this, this. I don't, I don't I can't come up with specific examples, but it's just unbelievable. It's such a rewarding thing to see that you've helped someone to do that. Um, and I just, I'm just grateful to be able to do that with with the people that I work with. It's it's awesome. Also, whilst I'm on here. I'm going to do a little bit of a little bit of a
0: plug for myself, if that's okay. Yeah, that, actually, I was just going to say, this is like perfect time to close it out. Like what you just said was so magical. Like it was just, it, it just vibes so much with me. I was like, okay, this is like wrapping this up. And I have so much I would love to talk to you about. So we'll, we'll definitely yeah. have to do this again. Yeah, um, I love it. And yeah, I would love for you to just give everybody a, a an idea of how they can get in touch with you and how you work with them. And um, we'll put that all in the show notes too, with links and so forth.
1: Yeah. Well, they can they can get in touch um, through. In fact, Evolved Life. How about is this this will be going in Evolved Life? I'm Yeah. Your group, yeah. How about I'll offer to the Evolved Life crew um, a free coaching session with me around the law of attraction and how to use it effectively. Amazing! That is Pretty huge. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So put that in there. The, the, anybody that mentions they've got to mention um, the Evolve Life group. Otherwise, I won't give them it.
0: not they're going to pay. From,
1: yeah, it's got to come from Evolve Life. I've done that in my group as well, so everybody can get a free way in there. Um, but yeah, so you, you can contact me at steve.rowl. That's It's my Instagram uh, handle. You've got uh, Steve Rowell on Facebook. I've sent you the link here and um and my website is www.dolifeonpurpose.com. um that's under construction at the moment so we're doing a few little uh, changes and things so there's going to be some new material going on there too um there's some quick, nice simple easy to uh easy to take in and easy to work with little digital programs that you can download and use which will be fantastic they're not on there now but they will be soon. um other than that, yeah, just drop me a message through Facebook. Get chatting, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. But the the main thing I do with my clients is it's about them accepting where they are now. That's the first thing, and then moving forward from there, and just creating. It's it's, it's just about creating from from a, the place right here, right now, regardless of what's happened in the past regardless of any trauma that's happened i like working with people that have been through trauma because i can can connect with them a lot on a a deeper level um because i've been there myself and, and and the thing with people who've been through massive trauma is that the results they get are so much so much more powerful than people that haven't had that trauma because they've got so many positive things that they can pull from that and use in the, in, the, you know, in the reality now to create with. It might not seem like that right now. It might seem difficult. It might seem that that's never gonna happen for you, but trust me, it, it can, and if you work on it, and if you're willing to put the effort in, you can get there and you can create whatever you want. It's, it's phenomenal. Just use use that pain and turn it into the power,
0: because it's there to be used. Beautiful. And, and, and that to speak to that, like being pushed down or that pain or the trauma, it's kind of akin to like pulling an arrow back on a bow. Like the farther I pull that back, the farther that arrow is going to shoot. (laughs) But if I just keep pulling it back, it's going to like, it's going to be tiring. It's going to be exhausting. My arm's going to hurt. And by the time I let go of it, it's going to shoot somewhere. I really don't want to do. So by doing life on purpose, that's giving me like that, that alignment so Steve can definitely help with actually now taking what you pulled back already and helping aim it and then align it to where it is, who yeah. it is, more importantly, who it is that you choose to be. Okay. So beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Steve. I really, I could, I, I could talk to you for an hours. and I'm really <laughs> grateful for this time today. And uh, we'll definitely have to do this again.
1: We will indeed. And I'm grateful for, for you for spending time
0: with Hey, Ian Gray here creator of Evolve Life. I'm excited you listened to this episode in its entirety. If you liked this episode, please drop it a five-star review and tell us what you enjoyed about it. Living an evolved Life includes surrounding yourself with a dynamic community of individuals. Be sure to check out our Facebook group, My Evolve Life. For those of you ready to make quantum leaps, pick up a copy of the blueprint that brings in your heaven on earth on Amazon.com. If you'd like to schedule a discovery call with me or feel you'd be an excellent guest in this podcast, check out aboblife.com for details. Until then, enjoy your heaven earth.